Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. John chapter 3. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born again when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You're Israel's teacher, said Jesus. And do you not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen. But still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light, so that they may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. After this, Jesus and his disciples went out into the Judean countryside, where he spent some time with them and baptised. Now John was also baptising at Aenon near Salim, because there was plenty of water and people were coming and being baptised. This was before John was put in prison. An argument developed between some of John's disciples and a certain Jew over the matter of ceremonial washing. They came to John and said to him, Rabbi, that man who was with you on the other side of the Jordan, the one you testified about, look, he's baptising and everyone is going to him. To this John replied, A person can only receive what is given them from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Messiah, but am sent ahead of him. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for him, and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. That joy is mine, and it is now complete. He must become greater, I must become less. The one who comes from above is above all. The one who is from the earth belongs to the earth 
and speaks as one from the earth. The one who comes from heaven is above all. He testifies to what he has seen and heard, but no one accepts his testimony. Whoever has accepted it has certified that God is truthful. For the one whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for God gives the Spirit without limit. The Father loves the Son and has placed everything in his hands. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on them. You could scarcely get a more impressive witness than John the Baptizer. But, as John himself said, he is not the focus here. John, the first among men, the most desired conference speaker of his day, the dynamic Elijah prophet of God, is a mere sideshow, a meagre warm-up act compared to the one who came from above. What does this mean? Well, look at Nicodemus. Jesus takes every human concept of greatness. He pulls perceptions of prowess to his person and he chops them off at the knee. Now that Jesus has come, the discernment of rabbis is not enough. Appreciation of miraculous signs just will not cut it. Retweeting a touted teacher's talks falls tantalizingly short. Jesus suggests that all our measures of what it means to be spiritual mean diddly squat unless we climb back up the birth canal and hook ourselves in to a whole new placenta. This gospel isn't about life improvement, it's life replacement. You have to be born again. You have to rearrange and reorganise your life to draw life and sustenance from a totally different place. I still find it staggering how hard and how rare it is to really be born again. Over and over again, we think the Christian life is about tweaks and two steps. We think we meet Jesus under cover of darkness and hear that God so loved the world and we go away encouraged. Maybe we tweak our schedule a little bit and the rest remains unchanged. But John doesn't do that. Crazy John. What a hero. He saw the lamb. He pondered his words and then he changed up everything. He must become greater. I must become less, he said. It's like an entire company rebranding around a new logo, throwing away the old things that defined it, putting this new identity at the centre of its communications, its properties and its workforce. Sounds okay until you realise the old logo is you, your face, your reputation, your image is the one being binned and being replaced with the face of Jesus. But, of course, the new life is so much better than the old one. It's a beautiful life now lived around a sure and certain truth. It's a truly free life that tastes of eternity and lasts as long. It's a life knowing you were loved so much that the king died for you and he'd do it again if he could. It's my joy, said John. I want it to be my joy too. I want it to be your joy. Will you really be born again in Jesus Christ today? Here's a question for reflection. How would you know if you've been born again or have just tweaked a few things 
but not really found life in Jesus Christ. We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.